Welcome to another episode. I am V, and this is the Sussex Set. Thanks for joining another episode. We do have an update on the security situation between the last episode and this episode, but let's start this episode with some some nice news, some good news. Specifically, a hairy update. Now, we know how important the uh, Well Child charity is to Prince Harry, Prince Harry and Meghan. But if you've been following the Sussexes for the last three or four years, especially as they started with patronages and going on engagements, you know that Well Child, which Harry has been involved with for quite a while, like well before he even knew Meghan. Um, but you know that Well Child is one of the charities that Harry and Meghan's fans have come to really grow an affection for uh, just because we see how how important it is to Harry, but then also how supportive through all of the things that Harry and Meghan have gone through in the last couple of years, that charity and organization has actually been to Harry as well. Probably the most notable thing that I think non-Sussex fans or, you know, just your average person who just know who Harry and Meghan are, but don't really follow as closely as we do, um, would know about Well Child Awards uh, as far as Harry's concerned is in the midst of everything that they were going through, Harry was giving a speech and he got emotional. That actually made like world news tonight and all of our evening news over here. And they were still in England at that time. So that was at the Well Child Awards pre-pandemic. Post-pandemic, we first saw Harry linking with the Well Child Awards when he came back for the Diana statue unveiling. And that was just in July of 2021. That was the one that was held outside. Um, and the first Well Child Awards that I remember seeing was when Megan was actually pregnant with Archie, but it hadn't been announced yet. And she wore that black, um, you know, blazer with the wide leg trousers and original duchess to wear wide leg trousers because that's her one of her you know key styles if you will um and that was at the well child awards there so that was megan's first well child awards so the well child organization is really and truly that girl you feel me and if you also recall remember when the queen dropped harry and megan from the patronages that they had and, you know, made that big announcement saying they're removing Harry's military honors and titles and things like that. And all of the charities that remained, they came out and said, well, we sure are happy that Harry and Meghan are going to continue to work with us because uh, <laughs> and really made a point to support them loudly, publicly. You know, Invictus Games was one of those. Mayhew was one of those. And so, honey, we 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 love Wellchild. You feel me? So just last week, the Duke of Sussex, Prince Harry, has called for people to now nominate folks for the upcoming Wellchild Awards. And not just people, but incredibly brave superstars who are also seriously ill children. And in the Well Child Awards, they are recognized and celebrated for the challenges that they face in everyday life. 
Among those eligible to win prizes at the Well Child Awards are children living with long-term health conditions and young people who care for friends or siblings with serious illnesses, as well as doctors, nurses, and other professionals. The Duke released a statement saying, Like so many, my spirit is consistently renewed by the strength and fortitude of the Well Child community. These children and their parents never cease to amaze and inspire me, and I cherish every opportunity I have to connect with them. He continued, the last two years have been hard on everyone, but for these families, far harder than most. Spread the word that nominations are now open or nominate someone you know today. And in the statement, he goes on to talk about how this year's awards, the Well Child 2022 Awards, will be a great opportunity for those who are facing immense challenges, but also an opportunity to shine a light on those who are dedicated to helping people get through challenging times like these. So we love a prince who does more than give lip service, a prince that gives actual service, because what do we know, girls? Service is what? Universal. And Harry's just continuing to do what he does. Uh, so I actually really look forward to the Well Child Awards coming up. I don't know if, I mean, the pandemic has just been ongoing and it's make so, it makes so many things um, that we wish were back to normal kind of up in the air. So we don't know if it'll be outside or whether it will be indoors and just socially distanced or virtual. But we will find out and we know that Harry will be taking part. So as he always does. Uh, so I look forward to that. And I'm, I was really excited to hear that um, he's gearing up for that, among other things. We know uh, the guy's got a busy spring leading into a busy summer, I'm sure. <laughs> leading up uh, through a busy rest of the year, I'm certain. Uh, so it's nice to see that he hasn't, you know, put the charities that are closest to his heart Um Anywhere near the back burner. Love it. Let's go ahead and get into the Gigiana, you know, some goings on. Just a couple of updates from the last episode. In the last episode, I talked about Prince Harry and his bid to secure his family's safety whenever he's in the UK offering to pay for uh, his security. That was under review. And right after I released the episode, it the decision actually came down, which we are not surprised. But that decision was that, no, they don't want to allow Prince Harry to pay for his security. So that's the major update there. But not only do they not want him to pay, they won't allow him to pay. That is the key thing right there. And the you know phrase that they keep repeating is, well, the royal police or the UK police can't just be lent out for hire Okay, we'll give it to him for free. Then fuck it. Like he's an international, he should be an internationally protected person or international protected person because he's the queen's grandson. He is the next reigning monarch's son. Uh, And they continue to show the rest of the world why we should continue to view them as graduates of Clown College. Um, Literally doesn't make sense. So if you're new to the channel or new to this topic, basically, it's been under review for about two years. Uh, Harry was challenging the decision that was made back in 2020 
to not allow him to have police protected as he spoke protection as he spoke on the Oprah interview and even just recently in that long statement that was released, he has an inherited risk, uh, threat risk, because he is so famous and he is also related to a very powerful person and institution. Um, they just said, you know, no, you can't, you can't have it. Go ahead and have your own security while you're here. But as we know, or you may not know, they can't carry firearms uh, if they come from America because they're crossing borders, whereas the police in the UK can, and so they can offer more adequate protection that his personal security cannot. And that is key because Harry and Meghan have been the victims of threats, like physical threats. Uh, And who the hell wants to deal with that? Who wants to deal with that? And so in the statement, he said, well, we don't think we would be able to come back. We won't come back, actually, uh, unless we feel like we're protected adequately and that our security is where it needs to be. So that's where we are. A lot of people are saying, well, you know, uh, because it goes back to the queen, obviously. Well, you know, the queen can't make these decisions she certainly can influence them if not make them and so-called royal experts have said well you know it's hard for her as a grandmother not to really be able to intervene she's not going to go against the government and say well you know you really need to give him security and why not she did it for andrew i mean andrew ain't got no threats to his life (laughs) He still has security. They deleted his Twitter. They, you know, took web pages off of the internet, but he still has $2 million per year security, a two million pound per year security. So the queen certainly does have some pull. She has quite a bit of weight to throw around. Didn't want to do it um, or is not doing it or Charles is not doing it. We know he ain't going to do it because he's the one who took the security away in the first place. Um Will and Kate can go on helicopter rides that cost a million dollars per year, but Harry can't get security when he's temporarily in the UK with his family. You know why he won't get it? Because they don't want him to have it. To me, it is as clear as day. Now, I happen to believe that we haven't heard the end of this story. I think that they are going to ultimately receive that police protection, whether the queen intervenes or not. And about the queen intervening is like she can intervene with other things. Have y'all ever heard of queen's consent? I think the Guardian did a whole entire write-up on it. Queen's consent allows the queen or the reigning monarch to have, quote, consultative powers and veto powers over laws affecting the prerogatives or the interest of the crown. So, girl, you can do what you want to do period though but you just don't want to do this now harry and megan's security in the uk or security issue uh might not have anything directly to do with the the crown but i said all that to say the queen throws her weight around whenever she feels like it whenever she has felt like it historically charles has done the same thing william has done the same thing 
the whole entire institution of the monarchy has done that same thing. Don't you know they threw their weight around when Scotland had their indie ref some years ago? They're probably going, they, they are already in the process of throwing their weight around. This is slightly unrelated, but for the indie ref that's coming up. So you're talking about this little here, tiny security issue. Y'all can't do nothing. Y'all can't do anything. I'm finding that just a little bit hard to believe, you know, because the monarchy and the monarch and the sovereign interferes when it comes to helping the crown write laws that ensure that the crown always gets a profit, always gets that sovereign grant, and that the percentage of monies received never actually goes down. So you can intervene on that. That's important to you. It's just a little bit crazy to me, but I'm a normal person. The safety and well-being of your grandson and his family, thereby your family, in your realm is too much to ask. But again, I'm not the queen. I'm not the queen. And after that, we see the tabloids are trying to spin it as, oh, look, Harry is trying to uh, get back in. He wants back into the fold. Well, that would imply that he is fine with his wife and family being in an emotionally damaging environment. That doesn't fit with what we know about Harry. But tabloids are going to do what they do, which is lie. Lie to fit their narrative, lie to fit whatever their readers want to read. And again, a lot of people have said, you know, Harry should just stay away and he shouldn't go back no matter what and don't go where you're not wanted. And to an extent, I agree with that sentiment. But Harry's going to do what he wants to do. But my main stance is that he has the right to go back to his home country if he pleases. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be kissing ass with the same people who basically tried to kill his wife. But it's still his country. I can't imagine as much as I can't stand some aspects of this country that I live in, USA. I can't imagine not being able to return or feeling like I can't return to what I know, to my country. You know, even though some days I wish I was an expat, the option to return to your home country should still be there, even if your home country is post-Brexit Britain. Girl, because I don't know why you want to go back, but I would like to believe that Harry knows that not everyone, even in post-Brexit Britain, subscribes to their critics' point of view. And also, I said this in the last episode, the queen is old. He wants his kids to see her, I'm assuming, before she goes on to wherever else is next. And Lily has not met her yet, so that's his right. Whatever you feel about the queen. Believe it or not, I used to be a huge fan of the queen. But, you know, that's changed. I mean, that's changed. That's shifted seismically. Um, but she ain't my grandma. You feel me? Now, I, I wish Betty White was still here. You feel me? Because I feel as though the wrong queen was picked. But that ain't none of my business. You know, we just got to do the best we can in life. And I don't feel like she's done the best by her grandson. 
I don't. And if you think about it, this would be the second time that she's done a piss poor job because the first time would have been protecting his mother. Right. And again, people have been making those parallels between Diana and her lack of security at the time of her death. And in the months leading up to her death, um, really, really years, but um, got super duper heavy before her death, right before her death. Um, And just kind of fighting for it because we see the precedent that has been set when security is not adequate. And when you don't learn your lesson two decades apart, people have to ask, is it deliberate? But I guess I don't see Harry going to the Netherlands and other places in and around Europe, but not setting foot in England. I would love to see that, but I just don't see it. So the UK really needs to get their shit together. Because how are you not embarrassed? And I mean the people who have, you know, access to the levers and all the power and the strings behind the scene. Like, how are you not even embarrassed that, like, you know, people tried to call Ghislaine Maxwell a favorite daughter of of the UK. No, Harry is literally the favorite son, like literally the favorite one. He's the favorite royal. Like, how do you how do you rationalize it? Either way, Harry and Meghan are going to do what they have to do. They'll do what's best for them. And the world at large will continue to support them. And I think some key people in some key places have really started to notice that and that it's actually sinking in for them. Because have you noticed how some people who are usually always against Harry and Meghan usually have something negative to say about them? are now pretending that they've always been supportive or they're now suddenly supportive or saying nice things, trying to probably just trying to get clicks, of course, but it's really wild out here. But I can live with whatever Harry decides as long as it's not disrespectful to Megan. But we will see how things go. And speaking of Harry and Megan doing what they want to do, they also, this past week, celebrated Martin Luther King. Uh, as it is in America, a national day of service. And Harry and Meghan marked the day this year by helping Bernice King, that would be MLK Jr.'s daughter, arranging for meals to be provided for those organizing events outside of the King Center. Black-owned food trucks at that. Love to see it. And frankly, in Atlanta, I'd be surprised if they were not Black-owned. But... Thanks to Harry and Meghan for donating. Uh, I believe one of the events was getting folks registered to vote. So like a voter registration drive. And then also, I think also to feed homeless Atlantans. So yeah, service is universal indeed. So Harry and Meghan have as a couple actually developed a track record of marking historic days that the masses tend to celebrate in days that have meaning, that are meaningful. And of course, recent events, especially over here in America with the the voting bill that just can't seem to pass, those recent events have us focused on issues like voting rights, which was a major issue championed by Martin Luther King Jr. The official Twitter for the Martin Luther King Jr. Center tweeted, 
Thank you, Prince Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, for providing local Black-owned food trucks for our hashtag MLK Day Service Project volunteers. Your care matters so much to those who are here to register and educate voters and collect items for our homeless neighbors. Bernice King also tweeted thanking the Duke and Duchess for providing the food trucks, but she also added, quote, I am so grateful for your graciousness in honoring my father, end quote. Hear, hear. And as I was thinking about Harry and Meghan's service, not just on MLK Day, but just in general, you know, it got me to thinking. Harry and Meghan really have America to themselves. And like, we know that without really thinking about it. But really, if you think about it, that is a major flex. And I think it gives the royal family major anxiety as time marches on. That's why we have people trying to bring their shitty little initiatives over here as if we give a fuck. Listen, Harry and Meghan got Atlanta. They got Montecito. They got L.A. They got New York. They got Miami if they want it. They said it. Service is universal. And so, I mean, things happen all the time from hurricanes to snowstorms to, girl, they got St. Louis. They got whatever they want. (laughs) I mean, not to say that that's, you know, transactional, but floods and tsunamis, girl. Harry and Meghan can make themselves known just by acts of service all around this country. And that simply is something, and I'm talking about true service, true service. Even if it's a donation, if it's a well-timed donation that means something like donating to replace the roof on a women's shelter, then that's what you do. That's what you do. That's meaningful and impactful. And it is felt right away. It's not cutting ribbons and pulling back tiny curtains for plaques so that you can shore up some tax dollars for your welfare lifestyle. You feel me? So, (laughs) so I don't know why I say that all the time, but I do. I do in my daily life, like for real. But listen, that gives the Royal family major anxiety. And I think that's why their friends in the British press, particularly the tabloids worked so hard so hard to try to ruin their reputation over here as if we would buy that girl we can see who people are and who they aren't um just like we can see the royal family for exactly who they are and not who they're pretending to be so I I was just thinking about that I was like wow well no wonder they're working so hard over in England because you really take for granted that they have America to themselves until you actually see how they con- like they consistently have made their presence known and felt when it comes to actual service. And, you know, that in turn ensures that they have support in those critical times when they might need it because they don't have it. Like they really have the ability and leeway to support people, causes, events, charities, and further increase their goodwill and support among a nation of 300 million people. I'm sorry, 330 plus million people. Now, everybody over here may not necessarily like Harry and Meghan, but I think the vast majority of people just don't follow them. But then there are those of us who make a point to 
support them. But for the vast majority of people that don't follow them, if all you ever hear about Harry and Meghan as it relates to their their time in America is them giving money to folks or donating food to folks, I think that pays dividends with the average American. And having those pockets of support in basically every major American city virtually makes Harry and Meghan untouchable PR-wise, especially seeing what they went through. And let me reiterate, Black people in these here United States, just in general, we kind of like Harry and Meghan. And America is going to do what Black people tell it to do because who are we kidding? Child, because this country wouldn't be here now if it wasn't for Black people. But I digress. This is something that the royal family cannot do. They may be an old institution, but people are getting tired of them. I think people are seeing through the fakery and the phoniness. People see the hypocrisy and people are tired of paying for them. But the royal family can't. I mean, they could, but you wouldn't see them donating to an American cause because that would be weird. You know, you can't just donate to rebuild a women's shelter in Texas randomly. But Harry and Meghan can because they're over here paying taxes. They're paying taxes. Members of the royal family can't just pop up on Ellen and James Corden. I know they wish they could, but they cannot. I mean, they don't really pop up on shows over there either, but um, they wish they could get the PR that comes from Harry and Meghan popping up on Oprah, popping up on Ellen and James Corden. They don't have that at their disposals. They don't. See, because when Harry and Meghan were in England... Harry and Meghan and the rest of the royals were basically on even footing. They all were subjected to this bullcrap idea of protocol or whatever it is, because we know it don't really mean shit, but everybody pretended, right? Now, they tried to poo-poo them for going to L.A. and saying, oh, well, you're Hollywood, you're a celebrity. And then as soon as they go over there, what do Will and Kate and all of the rest of them try to do, especially Will and Kate? Well, they try to be these sort of phony slash half celebrity hybrid. So it's clear that there's a fear of falling behind, specifically because Harry and Meghan have everything at their fingertips. And not only that, but they're not lazy. Like they go hard in the paint. But Harry and Meghan, they have the upper hand because now they control their narrative, despite you know, the UK's best efforts. I wouldn't even say the UK. I'm going to say England's best efforts. Uh, The royal family and the tabloids' best efforts. They further draw the comparison between themselves and the rest of the royal family, constantly differentiating themselves, which we love. And in doing so, they call into question the need for the royal family. Now, have y'all noticed that people are getting a whole lot more testy to royal family tweets and, you know, Cambridge tweets and Clarence House tweets and bits of news and comment sections. Taxpayers are tired. They're tired. And then especially, again, if you look at let me remind you that the queen has done nothing to remove the security from Andrew. Uh, the royal lodge still is a property that needs to be kept up on a yearly basis. So that property gets sovereign grant money. Uh, as well as the others, people are tired of paying for them. You 
like y'all don't complain about Harry and Meghan no more as even though you did because you can't. So it's just so fun. I love seeing them scramble. I love feeling like I can almost feel the panic. I can almost feel the anxiety. I can almost just feel the stress. I can feel the grays growing in over there with them folk. Harry don't quote unquote want back into the fold. But y'all want what he got. Let's not pretend. But I'll tell you what let's do. Let's take a look at what happens when the panic becomes too much. Well, the royal family finally starts celebrating Martin Luther King Day. So the queen and her band decided for the first time in their lily white lives to celebrate Martin Luther King Day. Now, granted, it's really not the band's fault. After all, they're just doing what they're told, right? But somebody somewhere decided to blacken things up for MLK Day over in England on the Queen's grounds. And that would be because they are, let me check my notes here, very much not a racist family, right? So the girls rolled out their French horns and their trumpets and their music stands. And they played not just any song, but a Stevie Wonder song. And not just any Stevie Wonder song, but like... The blackest Stevie Wonder song when it comes to celebrating Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And so for all the girlies who don't really know, like this is black people's happy birthday song. This is what we do, at least in my family Um, and many other families that I know. (laughs) We sing this instead of happy birthday to you or we sing both, but we sing this one, you know. And obviously he wrote the song to commemorate. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, So we just adopted it as our own. It's our culture. You know, Stevie Wonder is like the legend, right? So that aside, I'm not saying that they knew about that aspect of the song and that's why they played it. But that's just for context. Now, I'm not saying they didn't because a little birdie might have told them, hey, black Americans like this song. I don't really, I don't know. But one thing I do know is that the royal family, the queen, her band, and whoever else has never celebrated Martin Luther King Jr. Day or any other American holiday that's unique to America. For what reason? Why, like, why would they? But suddenly it's happy birthday to you. Girl, what? Why? So the queen tweeted, or at least the official Twitter for the royal family, and has her picture on there. Uh, to mark hashtag MLK date, the Grenadier Guards band played Stevie Wonder's Happy Birthday at today's Changing the Guard ceremony at Buckingham Palace. Again, not the band's fault. Somebody just told them to play it, and they played it. Like, I know they played, you know, something to honor Aretha Franklin when she died. That was when I first actually knew of their existence. Because I thought that was pretty cool and, you know, they sound great. But who's making the decisions? Someone who is out of touch with reality, that's who. Because all of the replies, and this is what I love about where we are right now, all of the replies and the retweets to that one tweet was just a dragging. I mean, what I love about where we are with the royal family right now, and at least as, you know, the the world's watering hole goes, which is Twitter. You know, they just never know 
what tweet is going to get them dragged. They just never freaking know. And I bet they don't even understand why they're getting dragged. They're getting dragged by Africans, by Americans, by black Brits, <laughs> by anybody who sees the hypocrisy and the actual desperation that's coming out of the royal family and the monarchy and the gray men and whoever's, like I said, making these decisions. When just a few days before, the big story was Harry is just wanting to fund his security, make sure his black wife, black American wife uh, and children are safe. Uh, we don't really give a fuck about that, but here's a little Stevie Wonder and Martin Luther King for you, girl. Good luck. That's what it feels like. That's what it felt like. And so I, I really love for the Royal family. I love that they got the dragging that they deserve. And again, the fact that they're just tweeting this out, like it's just normal after all that was said and done to the one black member of the Royal family, it's embarrassing how do they not know? How do they not? How are they not embarrassed? Are they trolling? Because honestly, it feels like trolling. And I'd assume it was trolling if they didn't have a track record of being so damn stupid. Lizzie, chill. And I mean, in all this time, I mean, at least all that time ago, Lizzie never once met with Dr. Martin Luther King. And Dr. Martin Luther King while most of his business was in America, he went all over the world. When he was murdered, she was 41, going on 42, and he was 39. And she had been queen for 16 whole years before he was killed. She met Billy Graham in 1955 and began a friendship with him after that. But she never once met the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Now, here's why all of that is relevant. Because we're talking about people that history will look on as just being towering figures. Martin Luther King, you know, he's been gone for over five decades, but we still revere him as a giant. Elizabeth, who's already the longest reigning monarch, when she goes, she'll be viewed as a giant too, for better or for worse. Um, she didn't have to fight in her life nearly as hard as Dr. Martin Luther King did. She didn't have the same uh, risks as he did. But Billy Graham, for some reason, was, I guess, who she gravitated toward. And this is what The Crown actually did a, a really good episode about uh, that supposed relationship. I think The Crown made it seem closer than it actually was, but it was ongoing. So even if she never formed a friendship with Dr. Martin Luther King, she never even met him. He's, he had been to London, right? She had Christianity in common with both men, both reverends, right? However, she had whiteness in common with only one of them, just saying. And hear me out, because Billy Graham talked about in his autobiography of how Parliament advised the Queen against meeting him, but that the Queen Mother looked quite fondly on him. The Queen Mother, if you do not know, was a racist dog. Now, I'm not saying that that's the reason she looked fondly on him because he was white, but I would imagine she had some very colorful th things to say about Dr. Martin Luther King and that if Parliament advised against meeting Billy Graham to the Queen, then we know they probably advised against uh, meeting Dr. Martin Luther King. But yet the Queen in this story, right, of her reign, 
as someone who is headstrong and always does the right thing, regardless of whether it's popular at the time. That's the story they tell you about her and other monarchs because they need you to believe that a monarchy is necessary. So in the 16 years of her reign, overlapping with the peak of MLK's fame, power, and influence, the queen never met King. She played patty cake with the guy whose legacy is the very reason we Americans are in the sad state that we're in now, which is thanks to white evangelicals. Billy Graham was a big player in that movement. They're the ones who said Trump was sent to America by God to get America back on track and back in control of the white so-called moral majority. A phrase coined by Billy Graham himself. Now, I'm not trying to make Billy Graham out to be some, you know, grandmaster of the KKK, but his legacy is very much it laid the groundwork for all of the nonsense that we see going on in our politics in America today. But that's neither here nor there because white supremacy is everywhere. But that's who the queen chose to be friends with. And again, she never met MLK. So she makes up for it by playing some Stevie Wonder. You know, uh, in the first instance of them ever celebrating MLK, and again, it makes no sense to even celebrate it at all because he wasn't English. She wasn't a, a black Brit. You never celebrated it before, so why now? Oh, oh, right. It just happens to be, be the first MLK day after the Oprah interview. So what you going to do next year? What you going to do next year? Y'all going to play that same song every year? Because now you have set the precedent. Do you see how dumb you look? And on its head, you know, honestly, I see what they tried to do. But it's empty. Because just like with Megan and Archie, and tolerance and acceptance of non-white supremacy ideas in general, they've never established a track record. Martin Luther King has been dead for over 50 years. And I feel like if they honored his life even once every 10 years, you know, that's enough of a track record. But you can't start celebrating now just because everybody sees you for who you are. Lizzie, chill. Girl, we see you and it didn't work. And meanwhile, Bernie the second, oops, I mean the queen has been flewed out to Wood Farm from Windsor Castle to be for the next couple of weeks or so, it is said. So if you've been keeping up with the queen and where she's been, you know, she's been in Windsor for the last couple of months and really since Christmas or really before, um, she had a short hospital stay and she hasn't really been out and about so much. And uh, quite a few people don't believe that she is of this realm, of this world, of this time, no longer among us. Deepfakes do exist, and I'm not saying that that's what that is. I would never, you know, because I don't know. Uh, to be quite, quite, I don't care. I just think it's funny when people... <laughs> I just think it's funny whenever she releases a video or does anything, frankly. People are like, nope, 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 that's not her. Nope, nope, they're propping her up somewhere. And I mean, let's be honest. If anybody can take advantage of a deep fake, it's a powerful institution like this. Or, you know, like the United States government or any government, any any powerful body could do that. So listen, we live in a world where deep fakes are really like a dime a dozen. 
you know, thanks to technology. You just never know. You never know. However, do I believe that she's in the next realm? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, not really, you know, because I think that would just be too big of a secret to keep hidden. But, girl, it ain't for me to say. But is it getting weird? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, it's getting strange. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting a little spooky out here in these streets. Um, But, you know, a lot remains to be seen. And let me just say this. While it is very solidly none of my business, I'm not going to talk about the Jubilee as if it's a foregone conclusion. Let me just, let me just put it to you like that. And like the Twitter streets say, maybe she's going out to, uh, you know, be comfortable and lay her burdens down uh, before she meets the other king, King Jesus. Cha, but let me not say none because I ain't nobody be counting by the days. You feel me? So with that, girl, that is pretty much all I have for today. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Don't forget find me on all the socials on Twitter. You can find me at Megan mood on Instagram. When I'm on there, you can find me at Sussex set on the ticky tock, tock, tock. <laughs> you can find me at Sussex mood. And of course you can find me on YouTube as well as Spotify, iTunes, girl, wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, scribe, um, so that you never miss an episode. And of course, be safe as always myself feeling a little bit under the weather but I had to tough this one out you know take care as always love you guys thanks for tuning in and of course I will catch you guys on the next one so until next time peace I'm a bad bitch you can't kill me kill me